Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that coming too. Do you want to restart? No. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's been a morning. It's afternoon. Yeah, it's definitely. <coughs> oh my god, this is chaotic, guys. Sorry. Um, me and uh, Peaches kind of had a meeting. Yes. And the meeting turned to a therapy session, and that's yes. okay. Yes. But, yeah. But I'm already tired, so now I'm like, ugh. But we're gonna do this podcast. We're gonna kick its ass, and we're talking about a hard one today. But. Yeah, we said, oh, we're having a hard time. Let's, let's kick ourselves down. Yeah, let's do it. Because I had, while well, I had a good weekend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, we are peaches and honey. Continue. We're peaches <laughs> and honey. <laughs> um, if you're from GovVal, hi. Hello. Um, welcome to the podcast. It is chaotic, but yes. we love it. I want this to be the type of podcast, basically, where like you listen when you're high. Or just when you're like just vibing, just and vibing. you just you, you can be cleaning, you can be going to work, you can be whatever you want, sitting out on the beach, whatever you want to do, sitting outside, right? Wherever you listen to a podcast, like it just, but we want to make it so natural, just to just have fun with it, keep it yeah. rocking. Anyways, it's not scripted. Like... This shit ain't scripted. Trust me. Ah, uh, yeah, you can tell this shit ain't scripted, and that's one of our. I've already burped. We almost forgot our intro. Um. Yeah, we're doing great. Yeah, we're off to a great start. But yes, we are Peaches and Honey. Yes. Um, I am Honey, also known as Kirsten. And I am Peaches, also known as Sarah. Um, and today, I guess we decided um, we were going to talk about a hard one. Um, I had a draining weekend. But yes. I had a good But a weekend. fun weekend. A fun weekend, but yeah. definitely a draining weekend. I just had a draining weekend because I worked all weekend, as always. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have my... My baby, my honey, to hang out with. So I missed you so much. I missed you so much. So much. So much. Um, And but yeah, we figured we'd talk about this one because this is one that Peaches for a while has wanted to talk about. Well, because we like started it like naturally during. I think I was at work, and we were just talking. Or I was doing something. Like, we were both doing something, and we were just talking like we typically do on FaceTime. But it started to get, like, really deep and, like, really juicy. And I was like, wait, shut the fuck up. This needs to be saved for a podcast. Right, right. Because um, a lot of the stuff we talk about, we don't... Like I said, it's not scripted. We're doing this completely raw. Like, some of the shit we say might be the first time that we've said it to one another. Right. Or sometimes what I think is interesting is we're we're saying things and sometimes we're saying things and we're learning things from each other. Like when we were talking about transness and stuff like that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like I think that was a really, really cool opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, I am not getting comfortable in this goddamn chair right now. You want to switch? No, it's okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, we wanted to talk about the topic of death. Yes, I was gonna say when we when we hear the term death, people think crazy things. So that is a this isn't gonna be a trigger warning. We are gonna be talking about death, yes, um, grief and loss, stuff to that degree. But um, it's it's gonna be good stuff regardless. Yes. Um, I guess maybe we could start 
with our perspectives on like our experience in grief. I think our background in grief before yeah. we go into our perspectives. Right, right, right. Um, do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. Um, grief has always been something that was not handled well, I would say, in my family. Right. And what I mean by that is it it, it was not handled like <coughs> outwardly. It wasn't handled Sorry, I was coughing. Like it was more handled behind closed doors. Right. Right. Which is fine, but when your own daughter doesn't really know what the fuck's going on that can fuck up someone for later a little bit. Yeah, and I think in that perspective your parents thought they were protecting me. They were protecting you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think granted when I also was able able like I had a fucking choice in the matter, but I was lucky enough to not lose anyone from my immediate family up until the age of 18 really See, I can't say that. 18 19 19 was when meme passed right and my two hardest deaths have been my two grandmothers who have passed since i graduated high school right 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 so since 2017 right i've lost my two grandmothers right and that's been what how many years is that six yeah six years damn yeah. Since six years since meme. Three for Graham. We mm-hmm. just hit Graham's three year. Right. Right. Is that your perspective? Is there anything else? Um, perspective? Well, that was my background. Your background. Okay. Not perspective. Background. <laughs> my background, not perspective. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So, my background. <laughs> um. I ex- also I'm super congested, so if you hear me like snotty, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all good. No judgment here. Um, so I experienced death. My earliest recollection of experiencing death, I think, was losing my grandpa John, who wasn't actually my grandpa. He was my grandma Betty's boyfriend, who was basically my grandfather. Went to all my graduations, right. birthday parties, built me things when I was a kid, stuff like that. So when he passed away. Um, I have a grandpa, John, too, which is ironic. That's cool. Yeah. Um, he, I saw in hospice. Like, okay. when he was very sick. Mimi so, was in hospice. Yes. And this was when I was, like, 12. Not 12. It was in, like, 2012. It was either when I was 12 or 20, in 2012. Okay. I was younger. <laughs> I was younger. It was right. very, it was, like, early 2010s, okay? Right, right. Um, and in that, uh, yeah, so I, that was my first, I think, experience in that. And then moving forward, just with my friend, my really good friend V passing away um, in 2021. And then my grandmother passing away shortly after that um, due to pancreatic cancer. And then right. V again was very, very sudden. And then my family. And they were I, both in the same year. Yeah, right? same 2021. year. Yes, in 2021. Right. Um, and I just think in my family perspective of 
I'm losing, like, my mom, for example, lost her father when she was 12. Right. My dad lost his brothers when he was very young. Right. Like, he had, like, he lost, like, two or three, I want to say, no, Uncle Michael, Uncle Glenn, so two. Two brothers. Two brothers. Right. Like, at a young age. Which is very unfortunate. Due to tragic things, which, again. Right. Car accidents and disease. I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, right. So there's always undertones of grief and loss, and I experienced grief and loss at a very early time. And then I almost lost Jimmy, and in some ways we lost certain <laughs> aspects of Jimmy. So right. grieving that aspect as well. Um, right. Yeah. Long story short, and uh, and my, to give you context, next year my internship is going to be in palliative care. Yes. Which is like end of life. So on the verge of dying with chronically ill populations. I'm going to be around death a lot. Yeah. And I would argue I've been around death a lot. <laughs> I would you agree. You know, since a very, very young age. So I would agree. Um, it's, not, it's not a foreign thing to me. I feel like I've, I've learned a lot from it. And I'm still learning more as I go. You know, you, you learn more and more with grief. Right. No, absolutely. The more grief you experience, I feel like you get a deeper understanding of what grief really is and what death really is, you know? Yeah, because I want to talk about, like, two different types of grief, too. Because there's, like, the grief of, like, a family member, but then there's also grief of, like, someone who wasn't family, but who was practically family. And we have, like, experiences that in different ways. Like, you experienced it with someone your age, someone very close to you. I experienced it with another, like, father figure with right. my friend Ben's dad. Right. Greggy. Greggy. Yeah. I love that man. Um, so that's more background as well. I think that kind of covers the background. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um. And then to like kickstart it, I didn't go to my first funeral until I can't remember if it was, um, oh God, what was his name? His name was Dave. It was, um, an ex or not an ex. He was still dating Aunt Nellie at the time. Uh, Dave. He passed. I don't remember if it was his first or if it was um, my friend Brendan's grandmother's first. But both of these were like. You remember them being like that, right? Yeah, they were like within the last, like, I'll say 10 years. Within the last 10 years. Right. I'm 24 to give context. And it definitely was more like the last like six to seven years, I would say. Right. Um, I'm terrible with when like with anniversaries and shit. Like death. I like years of people dying. Like sorry, Grandpa John. I just remember being twelve. <laughs> yeah, so I like, think I, I might have been twelve or thirteen when he passed away, and I saw him like before he passed away. I saw right. him in hospice. So right, right, right. Again, looking very chronically ill. Right, 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 you know, right. like yeah. not thriving. And I had my great grandmother pass when I was in. I think it was shortly after my communion, which I got in third grade. 
It's either second or third grade you get your communion. I'm not Catholic. I was not raised Catholic. I was um, all the way up to my confirmation, which also you would think I probably would have had to deal with like Catholic funerals. But I did not. I was not brought to any funerals as a child or any type of repast. Which people argue or anything. this was an old age argument that is changing now with the increase in violence in our country and death and disease. And we learned this with COVID. Um, shielding your kids from it isn't going to make them any more protected than they would be exposed. Right. Because eventually you're going to get that. Because technically, like, experiencing grief is a traumatization. It's a type of trauma. Yeah. But not all trauma is unhealthy. Right? right? So, like, understanding how death works and how grief works, yes, it's traumatizing. But it's a trauma that the sooner you get it, the better equipped. We're now finding out you now in science and psychology it would be, right. you know. Right. So it's not to say you have to be five-year-old and see a dead body. But if you're, like... 10 go to the funeral <laughs> you know like yeah maybe don't if it's an open casket maybe don't walk him up to it and make him like touch it <laughs> not saying that no no right. no right my that when i was first brought i walked up i did a because it was a um i think it was yeah like i said it was like i just it was like the catholic in me like came out and i did father mary Oh God, Jesus! What is it? I just know the cross, how to do it, but I forget what the fuck it is. <laughs> wow, what a great Catholic! Oh my God, Graham is turning in her grave right now. She's I'm rolling. Sorry. I love She's you. She's rolling out of the clouds. I, I love you. Yeah, that bitch is. In you the know, clouds. when I went, I kneels my hands together and just set good intentions. <clears throat> but that's what my parents always taught me: like you didn't have to always pray. You just sat there and gave good intentions. Good yeah, I didn't necessarily pray, but I did the. <laughs> yeah, you're so funny. I know it's just the Catholic in you. It's okay. Yeah, and because that's that's just what came out because that's what I was like. It's like the one thing. It's like it's like going to those funerals are so uncomfortable, and that's like the one thing you know. It's what you were talking because and like because so you're yes, like, like okay, boom, 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 boom. Because death yeah. was talked about. In, in, the the ca- in the religious context, con- not in yes. the spiritual context, not in like, the spiritual context. Like yeah. I was taught that you go there, you look. Don't you don't have to touch the body, but you look and you. I think you close, I know. You give I think, yourself good intentions and give them good intentions and send them good vibes to their right. next stage, and that's it. You know, I know the religious aspect of it. Like yeah, whole, which again like, is valuable. That's not to right. say that religion is bad, right? But there's some context of religion that can be harmful to some people's mindsets, you know. But then on the flip side, religion helps people. I have to say, like I'm oh, learning yeah. in palliative care that spirituality. And religion is means a lot to people. It gives oh, them closure, you know. So no, the one person who will always, I feel like, continue to teach me on like Catholic and the ways of God and everything will be Vin's mom, right? Because she is a very religious woman. I would say Graham, but Graham obviously is not here anymore. But right. I think, but again, you could still take what practices she practices. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How's your green tea? Good. <laughs> I need caffeine, guys. I feel like so deranged. I'm so tired. Um, I literally was like falling asleep in her arms. I know. Like two I like, minutes before this. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, why? Yeah. 
But here we are. Um, talking about some deep fucking shit. Um, your I I'm curious your first reaction to seeing like an open body, open casket. casket. Yeah. Um, I think when I was younger, I was a little scared. Right. I was waiting for like, their eyes to be like, like their to open their eyes. That's literally what I still kind of do it, and it's. I think I probably always will because I've just seen so much shit. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, I used to think that when I was younger, but then I think once you understand death, you know that that's just a shell. That's just who she was. Yeah, like she, that's her like, body. Yeah. Jump scare. Right. <laughs> right, it's like the intrusive thoughts coming in. You yeah. Know, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, but to answer your question, at first, I think I was very, very... Um, I was, like, very, like, nervous and scared. But then yeah. you realize... And then you just get used to it, I think. But there was definitely, like, yeah. an initial shock, for sure. And this is when I was, like, again, younger. Like, I was, like, early right. teens. Right, right, right. Um, but even if your early teens or your early 20s going to your first funeral, if that initial shock comes in your early 20s when you first go, that's so normal. That's me. Hey. That was you, yeah. I mean, basically, like... Not like early twenties, but close like, enough. Like I was, at, it was after eighteen when I really like started to really deal with a lot of grief and loss in my life. Right, and you don't understand it really till it hits you, and yeah. it just hit me at such a young age. And that's another thing too. Taylor, no, no, Cole Taylor, not Taylor, Nicole Taylor, Mike's uh, sister passed away too. She was like my childhood best friend. Oh shit. You know, now that I'm just thinking about death and right, right, right. It's just coming up, like, I'm realizing how much oh, stuff I have. Mike. I love him. I love him, we too. We need to hang out with him, soon. Yes. But, like, I'm just, we're just talking about death, and that just came up, too. Like, just right. important people and people that were very valuable in my life that have passed right. away. Whether they were valuable all the time or just in a certain point in my life. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's, like, I knew people who passed when I was younger. Right. Like, I knew of people. I just did not attend anything. Like, I was not ever, like, brought to anything. And your parents were like, you have to go. Because even, like, yeah. at first I was a little nervous. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go. But my parents were like, no, you're going. Right. No. You need to have these that was experiences. Never a because if you don't, it's like, you don't, you don't learn about death. And then you're learning death at 20. And it's like, that's something we should have learned maybe a little bit earlier in time. You know, like, it just makes life more difficult, I guess. It was yeah. my parents' perspective again. And again, that was a debate in parenting. Like, do you, like, what age do you bring these concepts to light, you know? And not right. one is better than the other. Yeah. But, but it does go to say that there's different paths to life now. Like, now my issue is I don't, sometimes I have difficulty, like, being upset and properly grieving in the moment because I'm so used to like the concept of death. Right. Where now I find myself crying later or getting stressed out later. Right, right, right. You know, and then on the other end. And by later, she means like days later. She yeah. doesn't mean like that night or like an hour. Yeah. She means like 48 to 72 hours later. Yes. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's like her body like just goes on like autopilot. And then once Gets her I'm through done, it, yeah, and then make sure everyone else is good. Yeah. Once that settles, then she freaks out, which yeah. is fine. Which is absolutely okay. But it just it goes to say, like, everyone's understanding and grief and navigating grief and all that, like, 
it even like transfers in our mind in different ways you know yeah i mean i even do like a autopilot like in the moment like um i don't think i feel like in january not so much you were very no react 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 yeah now there's definitely a little bit of a threshold yes but i'm talking when like i first lost my grandmother got you understood when i initially lost both of my grandmas when i lost meme i was in college i came home from college for the first time I came home, it was because Mimi passed. Right. Came home. There was no service. There was no funeral of any sort. Um, I believe her ashes are in the house. I think we've gotten that figured out. I have not physically seen them. Right. So, but I also don't really want to walk into her room because... That's just always going to be her room to me. And now, like, I see my grandfather living there. They also, they didn't sleep together. He used to sleep upstairs. She slept downstairs. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing ever. But that's just what they did. Right. <laughs> um, so now he moved downstairs into her room. But that just will always be her room to me. Um, right. And then I did <laughs> fall into a bit of a funk after losing Meme. But yeah. then I got on a good streak I was I was working my ass off, doing real good, and then lost Graham. But when like in the process of losing Graham, like I didn't in the process of like initially losing Graham, I didn't. <coughs> God bless. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't grieve Graham. Yeah. Till that January. Yeah. Almost two years later. Yeah, which is okay. It just shows, like, I, like, literally, like... Nice perp, sorry, guys. Was so... <laughs> disgusting. Was so, like, numb. And also, that January... That December, or actually November, before January, was when Vin's father passed. Right. So it was, like, two years later, and then Vin's dad passed, who was, like, a second dad to me in high school... And then January hit, and I was just like, nope. Yeah. And I shut down. I shut down for, I would say, seven to eight months out of the year. Yeah, for that good year of our relationship, there was a lot of um, healing, I think processing. Yeah. A lot of push and pull, for sure. And I think just because I didn't know how to approach death, and I went into it as 23, right? I was 23, right? Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Because I also was so happy with you. But yeah. I was also like, I felt so free to feel the pain of losing like everybody at once. Yeah, like, my grandmothers were big staples of my life. Mm-hmm. My meme was my childhood, and Graham was my, like, teenage, early adulthood. Yeah. Both of them were involved, like, my whole life, but that's just Graham, like, took over a little more 
when I was older. And it's also because she was still able to do more than Mimi was. Yeah, and that's the thing. Mimi passed away. So she <laughs> yeah, Mimi also passed away um, when I was 18. Yeah. And then I had Graham till I was 22. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not doing math right right now, but that, I think that's 22 right. 22 or 23. Yeah. I think I was 22. I think I like just turned twenty two like six months before that. Right. I was like, yeah, because she passed around Vin's birthday, and I remember Vin just turned because like we were gonna celebrate, but I was like, I can't. Like Graham's not doing good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and she, I was there, like, her last day. I was the last, I was the person who dropped her off at the hospital with my dad. Right. Which that, like, is a whole thing that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, For context, I had to yell, just breathe, to my grandma because she wasn't breathing off um, on her own well enough. So she had to be on a machine, but for whatever reason, this machine had to hit, like, a certain sensor for it to, like, send that breath of air. And she wasn't hitting that sensor when she inhaled. So they should have put her on a more, like, a ventilator. Yes. Um, so, don't Yes. I have so much beef and this hospitals. was like her, someone who works in a hospital sometimes. I'm this was like, like her portable one. This is like why like I have so much like I've definitely dealt with some of the anger. There's still a lot of anger there though. I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah, absolutely. Um something you can process in time, you know. But like how her doctors handled her care during COVID. They didn't check on her. The nurse was half assed. And we were also scared of COVID. We didn't want to get her sick. Right. But also, we were the only ones actually keeping tabs on her and checking in on her. Right. So we needed to. Like, we were the ones who were like, we're bringing her to the fucking doctor. Like, right. we're getting her in a car today to go. Right. Because she doesn't look good. Yeah. And, it's... like, they just wouldn't listen to us. Right. No, I understand. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think COVID was just so bad for so many reasons. Yeah. Like, hospitals were, like, way overwhelmed, and doctors were so burnt out. Like, then again, now they just don't care anymore, and it's like, that's not right. But also, like, they had to work because of the pandemic. It's just, like, it was just, again, and we talk about it now amongst mental mental health professionals, like, Grief during COVID is a separate experience than grief pre-COVID or post-COVID. Yeah. And I grieve probably two of the biggest losses of my, like, young adulthood Mm -hmm. during COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would even argue three because I I feel like (laughs) even with Meme's death, I didn't really grieve it until I lost both of my grandmas. 
Right. But I'm because just talking about like, like the COVID context of like not properly having yeah a funeral and stuff yes, like because that. With, like you were still able to have a proper funeral for me, but not so much grand. Well, we didn't have a funeral with me. And that's I know, but that fucking... was a personal choice. <laughs> yes. Or their personal choice. Yes. With, but that wasn't because of COVID. That's what I mean no. by COVID specific. Grief. Yeah. With Graham, I was not. Gra- so Graham was the only one that in that case that I was not able to have anything for. Yeah. We were able to have something, but it was later and it wasn't the same it was later it was not the same it was not at the capacity that she deserved right um we still made it work i still remember seeing the um people from the american legion a couple of them came and sat like on the other side of the fucking cemetery (laughs) with their coolers and shit (laughs) (laughs) because they knew that was the day like we were gonna essentially bury her ashes with her parents yeah but they weren't technically invited because we couldn't have more than like 25 guests or whatever it was at the time so they were just like tailgating and partying Uh, basically in the cemetery in the street i love that that's awesome Um, yeah and then you know unfortunately they weren't able to come like back to the house either because same thing still was capacity laws at that time um but like my i I mentioned earlier like she was a very religious woman Mm -hmm. she wasn't able to have that church service like i think that's something that still bothers me because like she was that religious aspect of my life right whether i believe that shit or not right that's something that even just religion religion, it's the spirituality it's like the dedication to something bigger than us that i find across all religions and we could do a whole episode on this so i'll keep that short but across all religions i really do praise people's dedications to their higher power whether that's to themselves or to a god or to a tree whatever it may be to fuck a bug whatever yeah whatever it may be you know um i just think that that's so beautiful so i see what you mean like there's there's value to her practice of religion right and because because me now as a queer woman with how she looked at the views she didn't care she didn't care who you loved she she love was love to her right she sang with two queer women in her choir at her church you know what i mean like she she didn't care about all that shit right even when people brought it up she would educate them right like that like that aspect of it is something that like still makes me want to even like learn more about the religion even though i don't want to like practice it right i more essentially want to study it right yeah no for sure and like to be that voice in that religious space of like oh let me actually educate you on queer stuff or gay stuff like that yeah she would shut that shit down right which is and i wasn't even out at that point yeah she she knew knew. she knew i mean i was out as bi actually i know but she knew i'm sorry she knew she knew she were my god you look back at my pictures like jesus christ sorry graham using the lord name in vain funny (laughs) um but now death i feel like i look at it a lot differently Mm -hmm. yeah 
I mean, I it took a lot of anger and processing for me. Yeah. Um, the anger, I definitely that's underrated. I feel like that takes the longest to like rise yeah. up. Yeah, and I think also arguing that grief, there's no end process. Oh no, I'm gonna. You will miss... never fully like an an understanding that you'll never fully accept the death of loved ones. Yeah, no. just has us it forces us to have to grieve and forces us to have to do things and people's names and stuff like that you know what i'm saying like yeah like and that's liberating because like we sometimes think are we ever going to get over this we're not we're not there's your answer yeah you're always going to miss those people that you love absolutely that were taken because it's always going to be they were taken too short they were taken too early but you know what Again and again and again and again and my the biggest understanding of death one of the rules for me in understanding death is that you're not a special case, I'm not a special case. Right. We're a part of the bigger picture. We ask ourselves when people die, like when our grandmothers died. Well, why them? Why right. not them? Why not them? Why why the next person next to you? We're not special cases, and in understanding that death and the end. And the end result of life, like, is inevitable to all of us. And understanding that we're not special cases, that becomes more easier to understand. Because then rather than asking ourselves, why did this person die? Why did this person leave at this time or too soon? We can ask ourselves, well, why not? Right. You know? I think that deserves, what are these? The little clots. Little claps, but it's true though. It's true, and there's an episode. There's an episode in Midnight Gospel about that. About yes, our ego, Midnight Gospel. Our ego makes us think that when these people die or when we die, that the whole world's gonna end, and our whole worlds are gonna end. It's like yes, our little figment of that world is gonna end. Is that the episode with the mom? Yes. 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 That maybe it feels like that, but the world really isn't going to end because again, we're just parts of the bigger picture. Right. And come you back know? to the the world don't revolve around you. Yes, bitch. and nothing matters. <laughs> and yes. I learned that in everything, everywhere, all, all at once. Another amazing Another, fucking yes. piece of cinema. I have rewatched the movie time and time again because that it's one of those so movies nice. that has such the resonating message that you could do this, that, and the other thing, and nothing matters. So you might as well just do things purposefully and meaningfully for you, your culture, and your values. Yeah. You know? Um, Put that shit on a shirt and sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but my understanding of death, I think, was a lot of me working on my ego and realizing that I'm not a special case. My loved ones around me aren't a special case. Right. And that's okay. And that death is inevitable. (laughs) Right. Like again, these are things that are not that took years for me to fully comprehend the comfortability that I'm at, you know. But yeah, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work within ourselves. Not even like our religious practice, like our ego and our head, like and right. how we process things. But yeah, where's your perspective and <clears throat> um uh, mindsets on death? I no, I agree with like the like the best way to like honor those who have been lost 
is to like do things in their name or do things that they <coughs> would be doing right nowadays right and it doesn't have to be the same shit they did it could just be the same type of stuff or the same intentions same intentions yeah yeah like let's say oh my god i know that my grandma always donated to the fucking SPCA. did she have dogs no did she do it yeah right did she love dogs yes she just didn't personally care for her own but all her children have dogs anyway so she like continued to donate to spca till her death because we'll still get mail them trying to get my fucking grandma to pay them from the grave my (laughs) grandmother she was interesting and i think it's so interesting that i'm in the field that i'm in now because she donated to the vietnam vets oh graham did that too um like animal organizations Mm -hmm. um but she also donated to native american schools my my aunt was not my aunt my grandmother was really into native american culture and like supporting native communities so she like used to donate to a lot of they are the true americans they are they are and we do not treat them well (laughs) no um so yeah, my mom donated. Not my mom. My grandmother donated to a lot of those schools because she was really into that. Right. Which now makes class sense now that I'm in social work. And again, like we get the same mail as well. But yeah, I think doing things in honor of people or with the intentions of other people, I think are really really important. Like for me now, I think the anniversary of my grandmother's death, I will be donating at least forty four dollars and forty four cents to an organization. Like, I think for the first year of her death, I donated to Elijah's Promise, which is a soup kitchen that does a lot of great work in New Brunswick. I believe that's what you did. Yeah, I think that's what I did. But I think every year I'm going to do something different. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of, like, soup organizations. Yeah, there's so many organizations out there. Yeah, there's the one soup kitchen that's right in Red Bank, right? I just like donating to those because I know, like... I, my friends work there. I know the money is literally going to right. make these meals. Right. You know, yeah, you quite know exactly literally where it's going, yeah. making these meals. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I know that they need money too. So, but yeah, um, I think doing things in honor of people is also a good way to like, or just even like their values, like that you, you personally have adapted into your own values. Yeah. Like now that like they're gone and you know, like they taught you this value. Like take right. even more pride in that right. type of thing. Right. Um, like as funny as it is, like my family's always been like good on like saying goodbye, I love you type of stuff. Right. But like one thing about an Italian family, shout out to my little raviolis. My little raviolis. <laughs> They always hug, kiss, greet, greet, and goodbye. And that was something that no matter how tired her dad was, he would always make sure he said goodbye, like, when I left. Right. Same with her mom. So that's definitely something that, like, I take more, like... Serious. Yeah, with saying, like, goodbye to people, like... Even the dogs, like, I'll say goodbye to them. Because you don't know what's going to happen when you walk out that door yeah and yeah, it's yes you can that can sound very morbid and fucking <laughs> but you know what not having having that a little bit in the back of your mind puts you so much at ease mentally in regards to like crazy shit that happens though because like i want to know that i said like 
I love you to all the people that I love before I walked out of the house. Like yeah. you caught you caught it the other day on FaceTime when I was like, You up? And then you didn't answer and I was like, All right, I love you and then I blew you a kiss and I hung up the phone. Oh my god, she's so cute. <laughs> I was like, There's no way <laughs> But I didn't know she was up. Apparently you were awake or somewhat awake because you heard it and then like texted me like a minute after. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, she's so cute. Um but like stuff like that is definitely something that I take more serious and I've noticed that I take more seriously. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I had a ghost, y'all. Sorry. Because I wouldn't have been able to talk this long without it. Funny. Yeah, I think I've definitely taken my grandmother's gardening skills. Oh, for sure. You with your little cowgirl boots walking around with the little fucking seat yeah, thing have her little like um, oh, I got hiccups now. Guard- yeah, what's up? I got hiccups now. You're so funny. You're good. Go ahead. Um, I've been taking that and just like certain aspects of her, and then my my friend V definitely her spontaneous energy. I miss that so much about her. I've never met someone as free of spirit as me than her. Right? No, she seemed really cool. Like, uh, I miss that so much. So just being able to just do shit just because I want to. Right. It's something that I've been trying to do as well. You know. Yeah, you're like, you get the urge, you're like, to go take a walk and sit on the beach. You're like, all right, I'm going to go take a walk and sit on the beach. Right, yeah. Or you know, whatever it leads you to. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think this episode kind of went everywhere. Yeah, There's probably going to have to be a part two for this probably. episode eventually. Probably. In the future. A more in-depth one or just a more specific one. I feel one. like we didn't talk about a lot that I wanted to talk about, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> we'll listen to this shit tomorrow and we'll we'll figure it out but um, um we're gonna conclude this episode yes and like we said in our last one we're gonna try and keep on the schedule yes there shouldn't be a reason why we're not recording because we're, we're having a meeting every monday we're having little meetings. Normalize having meetings with your partner. It's the and best like, thing. And like by world. meetings, we're literally I. It just so happened the last two the two weeks that we've done it because we just started it. I've brought bagels. <laughs> um, one thing about me and Kirsten, we can always get bagels. Always, yes. I love it. Um, but they fucked hers up today, and I was really. I was upset. actually so mad because I'm on my period TMI. Yeah, and I was like. I know, and I was don't like, even. Oh I was. I'm so sorry. You would have thought someone killed and she, me. And she, she was like about to cut my head off, and I was like, I didn't make the bagel, babe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I know. I know. I, I was know. so mad. But, but anyway, we love you all. I love you guys. We hope your month is going good so far, especially if you are Pride. Happy Pride. If you if you are Pride. If you are Pride. Pride. Happy Pride. You are part of the. Alphabet, Alphabet Mafia. Mafia. <laughs> but we will see you next week yes. with a topic that we will probably go off topic with again. But it's all right. It's all right. We you know, we, you know we, we guys start somewhere. We get somewhere. And y'all get what you get. You and if you like it, you up. like it. I go and you don't get upset. You go and if you like, you like it. <laughs> right. I love you guys. Love you. Goodbye. Bye.